This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners just like you. If you have the means and you'd like to contribute, click on the link in the show description to go to my supporter page. Once you're there, it's completely up to you how much you'd like to give. There's no minimum and no maximum and no ongoing charges. Enjoy this episode and thanks for listening to The Saturday Quiz. there. Thanks for joining me. My name's John Leary and this is the Saturday Quiz. As always, I have 10 general knowledge quiz questions to ask and two guests to answer them. If you've swiped past a satirical news headline in this country and it wasn't the Batuta Advocate, there's a good chance at least one of my guests was in some way responsible. One of them was a founding member of The Chaser and the other you can thank for The Shovel. They're joining forces and you can see them live on stage all around the country in their show, The War on 2022. Welcome to the show, Charles Firth and James Schleffel. Hello. Lovely to be here. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much for joining me. Tell me about The War on 2022. The War on 2022? Yeah. It's just the greatest show on earth, really. So we've we've been doing this live show now for seven years, so wow. almost as long as the ABC's coverage of the Queen's funeral, and um, but it's fantastic. It is it is it is the funnest time of the year because we we get together. Charles and I get to work together. We bring in um, Mark Humphreys, who everyone knows and loves from his sketches on ABC, and also his appearance on this podcast. Oh, on this podcast as well. And he just seems yes. to be everywhere now. He's just kind of the, the everywhere guy. And this year as well, we're bringing in Gabby Bolt. And if you don't know Gabby Bolt, then you should definitely get to know Gabby Bolt because she is an amazing um, musical comedian, just hilariously funny and talented. So, Excellent. yeah, we're looking forward to it. So lots of laughter and lots of show tunes this year. Do you get in on the show tunes? Um, I'd like to say we do, but I don't think we are. <laughs> We just leave that to the professionals. (laughs) So it's a kind of wrap-up of the year and all the the wonderful things that have happened in this year, right? Yes, yes, because it moves. So the thing is, doing satire like we do, things move so quickly. Um, like, you, you can just duck out to the toilet and then come back and realise you've missed, you know, an entire British prime ministership these days. Um, so it's actually really nice to go back and kind of just look at all the things that you'd forgotten about, like, you know, all the way back from January. And I think audiences love doing that as well, like going, oh, shit, that's right. Novak Djokovic was kicked out of Australia in January. And that, that was this year. That was this yeah. year. So, yeah, we go through the whole year. It's, it's lovely. Fantastic. Now, on this podcast, uh, on this season of the podcast, I've been asking my guests if they have a favourite piece of trivia. Do either of you have a favourite piece of trivia? Well... I suppose my favourite piece of trivia right at the moment is that during their nuptial flights, so at the moment lots of ants, like bull ants especially, are doing their annual nuptial flight. Right, what, which means what's a nuptial flight? Oh, they right, get so married they, 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 in the air. But you know, yeah, like they, the colony breeds a whole lot of queens, and they all have wings. They oh. all go out to try and find a new colony to thing, and the males come along. They also have wings. And um, they have sex in the air and stuff, um, <laughs> right? And then, right. and then the males just die. That's fine. Um, but then, when the when the little uh, queen ants land, they bite off their wings and eat them, so that oh. they've got more energy to to feed their their eggs and their young. 
Um, and that's called a colostral uh, type of ant. So there you go. That's my favourite piece of jewelry. And oh, it's happening wow. all around all around the eastern seaboard now. You can just go out and if you, an ant flies into your face, that's, you're in the middle of a nuptial flight. And there's, there's 20 <laughs> quadrillion ants in the world, so the chances are you probably will have an ant fly into your face at, at the moment. Good Lord. Yeah. Wow. That, I love that. Yeah. Thank you, Charles. Thank that's you. A, yeah. That's a brilliant bit of trivia. It's not in our show, by the way. <laughs> no, no. You've cut that bit out of the show? That's, <laughs> no, it, well, I so wanted st- to put it in, but James said <laughs> no, it funny enough. No, nah, yeah. nah, it's um, – Was there – you could have put a bit in about the the queen, the the oh yes, lately oh, departed queen. Yes. Oh, imagine if the ABC covered the death of every queen and like they covered oh my the God. death of the queen twenty quadrillion times a year. Yeah, it's just rolling coverage. What about you, James? Do you have a favourite piece of trivia? Um, I was just trying to like I, I was just trying to think of this. I, I don't know if you heard this, but there's actually a new type of rat test, um, a rapid antigen test, and it the, what it does is it tests to see if you currently have a federal government ministry. It was developed initially for Scott Morrison because you remember when he did that radio interview, and this is after it was, it was already announced that he'd had two extra government ministries, but the other ones hadn't come out yet. And he was on radio and he was asked, "Oh, are there any other ministries that we should know about?" Yeah, and straight he said, up asked. Yeah, and he said, "Oh, I don't know." You know, like imagine that. Imagine walking around not knowing if you hold a government ministry. And so, so this mm. rat test, yeah, so scientists have developed this rat test. It's fantastic. Um, you know, one line means you don't have a ministry. Two means, you know, you do. And um, so it, it's really, really useful um, because, I mean, who what knows ha- who's walking around? What happens if you do have a ministry? What if you test positive? If you, you test positive. You're a minister. Well, it means you, you have to isolate for... Um, yeah. For four years. I think you're not doing any work for four years. Just don't do any work, yeah. Excellent. (laughs) So that's a piece of trivia that um, is, you know, totally made up. How (laughs) (laughs) do you know how that uh, test is applied? Uh, Don't they just pluck it out of your ass or something? (laughs) That seems to be what, uh, I mean, that seems to be what happened in the real world. Yes. Yeah. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with the questions right after this. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. You're listening to the Saturday Quiz. My guests today are Charles Firth and James Schleffel. Are you ready? Ten questions for you. And it's not a competition. You know, you don't have to buzz in. Well, they're, they're, what's so the jeopardy? Uh, why would you listen to this podcast if there's no... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why people listen to this podcast. I'm happy that they do, but oh, yeah. um, okay. I don't have an answer for you. Well, probably because it's it's not competitive and it's all friendly and nice. Yeah. Exactly. Like yeah. yeah. No, it's just to, uh, yeah, recreate that sensation of sitting around with friends oh, on I a see. Saturday morning. Yes. You open the paper. Yes. You see the quiz. Yes. And uh, you try and come up with the answers together. Here we go. Question number one. Which David Bowie song begins with the lyrics, I know when to go out, know when to stay in, 
get things done. Uh, either of you, David Bowie aficionados? Well, actually, actually, before we answer this question, I, I yes. will tell you a, an anecdote, which is I went on a road trip with my 11-year-old a couple of months ago, and he and we just for hours he was playing music from Spotify at me, and then he went, "Hey, Dad, I've got this uh, got this song that you might like. I think you might like it. It's from a guy called David Bowie, right? And he puts on <laughs> Spaceman." And yeah. what, what is, it, is it called Spaceman? Whatever that one is. And I was like, yeah. I, and he goes, oh, I think, I think he's going to be very successful, this musician. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, funny. Um, I, I know nothing ab- uh, about David Bowie, really. I, I kind of feel like if, no. if, if Mark Humphreys was here, yes. I kind of feel like or, he would be in his element. He'd be all over it. He'd like, be all over it. Gabby Bolt would know. She'd know. I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, changes? Should we just say changes? <laughs> it's it's not changes. Twist and it's... shouts. I... <laughs> <laughs> it's been a hard uh, day's night. The, that the one you were the one you were chasing before, Charles, is Damn called it. Space Oddity. S- space Oddity. Is it Space? But Oddity? it's not that one. Oh, okay. It was the opening track on his 1983 album. Oh, oh, Let's dance. Oh, that one. Yes. No, yeah. Have you got of it course. now? Of course. Yes. Yes. But this is like this isn't competitive, is it? Like, no, it's not I mean, competitive. Yeah, but but you... I'm going to give you clues until you get it. That's that's oh, the point oh, of this okay, right. podcast. Oh, it's going to be a long podcast. Yeah. So it, yes, in 1983, it it peaked at number two on the UK singles chart. Yeah. It's okay. a two word title. Okay. And ML are the initials of the of those two words. And you, look, I'm pretty sure you actually do know this song. Yeah. But you possibly don't know that this is what it's called. I think that's what, very likely, yes. What is, yeah. what's the lyric again? I've forgotten the lyric. It, well, it's interesting because the lyric mm. is spoken. So it's not even properly a lyric mm. in, the, in the song. So it's, you know, the, the music sort of starts and then Bowie just goes, I know when to go out, know when to stay in, get things done. Then I'm trying to remember the the rest of the song. It's like 1983. Yeah, 83. M L my. It's also the title of a TV show, American Mile romantic comedy long. anthology um, streaming television series. Yeah, that was on my love, was, my something love. More on love. My, <laughs> You've got the right number of syllables. I feel so sorry for anyone listening who's a music fan going, this is the worst podcast. These guys are shit. Yeah. You um, know, there's a button where you skip forward by oh, 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. I would recommend I, touching that about six times. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I feel like... You, you've got the so you've got the second word, Mister M- love. love. There's two syllables for the M two word. Two syllables. Let's just go and through them. Mother love. Um, <laughs> me, uh, it's to do with contemporary. It's modern love. There you go. Modern love. Yeah. Oh. Modern love is the correct answer. Whew. Yeah, I knew that. <laughs> do you know? Now that I've said it, do you know that song? Um, I'm, I'm not convinced. I do. Maybe. How does it go? It would sing some of it. It goes. I don't know the words, but I'm going to, like, I'll just uh, yeah. scat it for yeah. at you. It's like, I've got modern love, like that. Does that ring, yeah. it, ring oh, any that's, tiny that's, bell? Um, that's actually one of my top songs on Spotify 
2021. <laughs> <laughs> can't believe I didn't get that. I can't believe you didn't get it either. Yeah. Okay. Look, this is it. Ready? He'll say the thing in a minute. Oh, yeah. Oh, of yes, course. I know that yes, song. yes. Definitely yeah. know that song. Definitely yeah. know that song. Get things done. There we go. Okay. Um, definitely know that. Not good with words. Never mind. Let's see if we can get back on track with <laughs> question number two. In which century did the Great Fire of London occur? And there's bonus points for naming the type of business it started in and the name of the lane this business was in. Well, I think I'm pretty sure it was the 17th century. Very good. Yes. Straight off. And yes. Um, I, can, can I, do you know can, the exact year? It, uh, 1642 or something? No, that's, no, that's, that's, that's the USA. 16, I was going to say 1666. That's 70, you are bang on. Bang on. There you go. Wow. Wow. Well um, not good with Bowie. Good with arson. Good with fire. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know which month uh, it might have started? No. Well, it would have been... It started in the wee hours. Let me tell you. It started in the yeah. wee hours of Sunday, the 2nd of September, and it burnt until Thursday, the 6th of September, 1666. Very well done. Yeah. Now, what about those bonus points? Can you name the type of business... That it, started it would have in. been a, a bakery. A bakery, I was going to say, yes. exactly yeah, yeah. a bakery. Fucking bakery. Uh, <laughs> yes, exactly, a bakery. And do you know the, the name of the lane that that bakery was in? I'm going to go, like, Baker's Lane. Like, that's the kind of way they named shit back then, wasn't yeah. it? Like, Th- that is exactly yes. the way they named it yeah. back then. Yeah. So you you're very close. It's not Baker's Lane. It's more to do with what what bakers might make. Bread Lane. Bread Lane. Bread Lane. <laughs> 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 uh, no, I'm not familiar with Bread Lane. Like, um, uh, well, no, wait a minute. Well, hang on. This lane was destroyed me? though in the fire. Like, it, it, I mean, the lane doesn't exist today, does it? It does still exist. Oh. Absolutely. Oh, so it's like exists. Penny Lane or something. No, but you've you've got the right the letter, for example. Oh, okay. Um, There's a do, do you know the, the the tube station monument? Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. So the the monument is actually its longer title is the monument to the Great Fire of London, mm. and that stands at the junction of Monument Street and, and Fish Street Hill, which is 202 feet in height and 202 feet. West of the spot in this lane where the Great Fire of London started. Um, Hotter's so Lane or something. What's, what's the, the uh, English word for dessert? Pudding. Pudding. Pudding Lane. Great. Love it. It's Pudding Lane. Yeah. Pudding Lane. So the yeah. fire started in, uh, in Pudding Lane, in a bakery in Pudding Lane on the 2nd of September, ni- uh, 1666. And uh, and it led to a whole lot of fire regulations, didn't it? Like it actually, it, it was it, it was quite a good thing to happen. Well, I don't know if it was a good thing to happen, <laughs> but, but, you know. It you was, know, like they learned. It uh, entirely, um, yeah, it, uh, I think something like two-thirds of London was 
was engulfed in in the flames. And where um, did 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 their prime minister, who was their presumably was a pit or something? Well, their their king at the time. Yes, but but was the king overseas in Hawaii at the time? <laughs> <laughs> Look, for political reasons, the fire was blamed on Catholics and immigrants. Yes, yes, definitely. And yeah, even though Typical. you know, even though it clearly wasn't, it was um, yeah, bakers. Uh, <laughs> it was a baker who started it, and unfortunately, the fire kind of got go, got really roaring because when they called the mayor, because mm. the, the the fire brigade or, or whatever they were called then, they arrived at the scene, and their boss w- was mm. saying, "Well, we need to demolish the houses." Either side of the yes of the, the bakery sort of fire, um, you know, where, yeah, yeah, where to create a yeah. fire break, and so they called them. They you know the mayor was summoned, and he arrived. And because it was in a sort of poor area and it was tenement housing, the mayor said, "Oh wait, hang on, none of these people that live in this house are the owners of the house. Of are the landlords." Mm. We have to approach the landlords and ask them if if we can demolish their houses. And, you know, being a, a sort of lordy guy, mm. they were like, no, no way. We we can't demolish them until we get their say-so. And they were very quickly engulfed in flames and, and then it kept on going. Mm. And because in that time uh, a lot of gunpowder or black powder was stored in basements of uh, of buildings so they just why did blew they store gunpowder in basements <laughs> well where else are you going to put it but what what for what did they need gunpowder for back in guns Charles, guns <laughs> <laughs> to you know for for blowing stuff up and for um what shooting Who? things what i don't i don't know if you know this Charles, but 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 britain has a history of of war <laughs> And colonialism, yeah. so they yeah. uh, they would have had guns. Uh, yes, yeah. be- well, w- they would have had guns because of the the threat from Catholics and immigrants. Yes, so they- exactly. Who keeps yeah. starting fires? Exactly. All right, very well done. You got the you got the great fire <laughs> questions bang on. Very well done. Here we go. Question number three: What does the medical abbreviation NBM stand for? Not breathing much. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we have a patient NBM. <laughs> Quick, no? Th- that is incorrect. Oh, okay. I thought he said NBN for a second there, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which would mean you know very, very, very slow. Um, yeah. But no, NBM. 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 Yeah. Do we know? Like, can you give us a sort of field in which um, what part of the body does it relate to? Well, it's kind of an, an instruction. Ooh. For medical staff on how to treat a, a patient. Oh, no, no. Is, is it like do not do resuscitate? Not resuscitate. And, yeah. It is. No, it is. No well, bloody medicine. It's not quite do not resuscitate. No. But it is. No, no bad medicine? If you, if you only want the good stuff? <laughs> no bad medicine. It's also <laughs> the name of a yeah. film yeah. that was Gary Oldman's huh? debut as a writer and director. Oh. Um, Does that help? Not at all. Wasn't it wasn't a requiem for a dream? Was his, wasn't Pardon? Requiem, wasn't requiem for a dream? No, no Ga- that was who was, who was that? that? That was not Gary uh, Gary Oldman. 
Mm. It was not Gary Oldman. I actually watched Working for a Dream just two nights ago, would you believe? Um, oh, that's well, a, I wouldn't harrowing. believe it because it's harrowing. It's oh, harrowing. no, it's the second time I've watched no, it. I, that's Darren Aronofsky. Yeah, yeah right. right. No, I waited yeah. 20, 20 years between between uh, watches of that film because it, it, it took me that long yeah. to get over it the first yes. time. <laughs> oh, gosh. The, well, I walked out. Well, I didn't walk out. I watched the whole film, but I yeah. left the cinema Yeah, just going, I will never, I never need to see that again. <laughs> It's a brilliant film. You should do it. Oh, it just, sure is. Yeah. Like, just yeah. Don't, do not watch it alone. Like, it just, yeah, <laughs> it's just the most depressing film you'll ever see, but it is brilliant. Um, mm. But we're going off track. NBM. Yeah, we're far off track. Yes. No, um, um, and so, it's, it's the title of a film. Yeah, but that that's not going to help because you don't know this film, obviously. Yeah, right, okay. It's um, NBM, so. Non. In, no. The word that no, starts with N. No. Does mean. No. What did no. you say? Non. non. It does mean yeah. non. It means okay. zero. There you go. Nil. Nil. Nil by Nil. mouth. Nil by mouth. Nil by mouth. We really should know that, shouldn't we? Like, that's a fairly common sort of thing. Like, I'm disappointed in it. Yeah, I'm slightly disappointed in you yeah. too, but that's okay. <laughs> Question number four. Bobby Fischer, Gary Kasparov and Magnus Carlsen are famous in which sport? Chess. Well, Chess. Very well done. Look, you are both quite lucky. I mean, I don't know what your sport knowledge is generally, but oh, mostly the, the people question. that I have on this podcast bomb out on the sports question. It's not a classic you know, sport, though, is it, chess? Yeah. Um. <laughs> it's not, you know, it's not a high-impact high cardio workout of a sport, but sure. Isn't Magnus Carlsen being sued? Is he being sued? What is he being sued for? For defamation, because there's that young 19-year-old. What's his uh, name? The new yes. guy. The who, cheater. Yeah, and Magnus Carlsen. Oh, the cheater. The, the cheater. The um, vibrating anal. Yes, the anal cheater yeah. guy. <laughs> and he and he's basically said, I'm not going to, like, this guy's definitely cheating. I don't know how he does it, but this guy, I can't remember, the 19-year-old keeps on playing games where every single decision he makes is sort of 100% correct. Oh. Mm. And Magnus Carlsen's gone, no, definitely something up his ass or something. Yeah. There's something else going on. There. Well, what? see, I, I put I put in anal beads and it didn't improve my chess game at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's Hans Niemann or Nyman. Yes, Niemann, yes. I think. Why doesn't Magnus Carlsen just say, I will only play this guy... In an all-nude Faraday cage, you know, standoff. But that guy has has offered to play a nude. Yeah, but in a Faraday cage, I reckon that's the key because the oh, whole thing the is that the anal beads wireless, uh, are wirelessly wireless. connected yeah. to, to somebody in another room who's looking up the moves on on his computer. I, I can't figure out how like how it functions. That what? why not? No, that's easy. You just have it. You know, say you wanted to say you know, A6 or something like that, you'd have a signal for A, which would be like, and then 6 would be. (laughs) That's a very, you know. uh, Sensible way of doing it. I really don't know if if that's in any way true. This Neiman guy looks very casual. Like he, he just sits there and he doesn't even really pay attention. He's just smiling. Of course, as you would be. Because yeah. <laughs> he has a lovely <laughs> Very sensation. suspicious. And then he just makes these genius moves. <laughs> okay. Well, we have to take another break. We'll be back with the rest of the questions right after this. 
Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You're listening to the Saturday Quiz. I'm joined today by Charles Firth and James Schleffel. We're up to question number five. Polk straight, P-A-L-K straight, separates which two countries? Now, this is a multiple choice. Do you, mm. do you need the multiple choice? Or yes. do you know where Polk straight is? Oh. No multiple choices? Here yep. they come. Yeah. Is it A, Italy and Albania? Possibly. B, India and Sri Lanka? Or C, Greenland and Canada. I'm going to go with the first one, Italy and Albania. Italy and Albania. Okay, yeah. Charles uh, is going Okay, with well, a. Just, just to be different, I'm going to go with C, Greenland C, and Canada. Was James it? has gone yeah. with Greenland and Canada. I can tell you that Greenland and Canada are separated by the Davis Strait. Of course they are. Uh, so not the Polk Strait, I'm yes. afraid. Mm. And... Italy and Albania are separated by the Strait of Otranto. Uh, so mm. the, the answer was, in fact, India and Sri Lanka. And why has it got yeah. such a sort of European sounding Yeah, name? that's just a trick yes, question. Yes, indeed, because mm. it is named for, you know, Lord Polk or yeah. something like that. Oh, I forgot was... about colonialism. It's almost as if, like, the... The whole Asian continent was like uh, yeah. colonised. Ah, yeah, that, that minor detail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was an officer in the British East India Company, who served as governor of the Madras Presidency. Uh, well done. You, you, well, no, you, not well done. Well, no, no. totally well done on yeah. missing that entirely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question number six. Which author created the characters Charles Bingley, Harriet Smith, and Frederick Wentworth? Uh, I feel Which like author is yeah. responsible for those characters? It's um, it's Bingley. G- uh, it's Jane Austen. G- G- it is Jane Austen. Very well done. Or well, which one gave it away for you? Oh, it's just um, Bingley. Not not usually referred to by his first name. That was a bit of a, a red herring. But that's um, uh, Pride and Prejudice. That is Pride and Prejudice. What, what is he like, Captain? Bingley or something like that. Is he? Is just Mr. Bingley, isn't he? Oh, Mr. Bingley. I think surely. so. Yeah. 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 Charles. There um, you go. I don't know the other yeah. two. No idea. Harriet Smith is from Emma and Frederick Wentworth is from Persuasion. There you go. Well done. Nice. Quick one. All right. Question number seven. Which animals make their home or nest in a dray? Dray. Yeah. D-R-E-Y. Right. What lives in a dray? In a dray. Mm. Keep saying it, Charles. And yeah, it, it might it'll, it'll uh, come. arrive. And it's a nest. Well, yeah, home or a nest. In a dray. It's sort of a, um, you know, it's it's a nest in that it is, it's a bit twiggy. It's a bit. Uh, oh, so is it like a, a beaver or a, um, be a beaver, otter? Yeah. No, no, but. Uh, but the, a, a related... A raccoon. Um, you're in the right 
region, I guess, mm, mm. Uh, of animal, smaller, a lot, a lot smaller, smaller yeah. than an otter, um, smaller than an otter, a, a rat, and not not at all aquatic, uh. smaller than an otter. What's smaller than an what's otter? smaller than <laughs> an otter? A, rat, uh, a gerbil, a um, what else do they have? Oh, what about um, guinea pig? Not a guinea pig, no. Uh. Hamster? <laughs> no, nor a hamster. I'm trying to think. I don't think these are rodents. You're, you're naming yeah, okay, rodents. Yes. Yeah, we are naming rodents. Yeah. Okay, okay. So maybe we should go down the path of um, what else creates nests, though? Like, I suppose birds do. Oh, it is. Be... I I apologise. It is. This is a type of rodent. Oh, do you reckon it may be a? Is it a marsupial though? Is it a? Is it a Australian mm. native? Well, could it be? No, no. Oh. Okay. Well, that's why you said right region when we were saying badgers and. Mm. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. uh, a northern okay. hemisphere animal. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Mm. Um, um, what about a moose? <laughs> a bit too big. <laughs> a very small, no, a elk. small moose. An elk. Small. <laughs> uh, no, I. No? Okay. I, I was no? wrong in telling you that they weren't rodents. They are actually are rodents. Rodents. Right. Oh, well, see, totally misleading there. You just yeah, sorry about put that. Us on the wrong course. Um, I don't know how many fucking rodents are there in the they, world. <laughs> there's, there's lots. Um, uh, it starts with S. Tree dwelling. Squirrel. Squirrel. Is that a rodent? Yeah, that's a rodent. See, I didn't know Get out either. Of town. Really? It's a cute and fluffy. They are so cute and fluffy. There's plenty of cute and fluffy rodents. Mind you, I think they're also quite diseased. Like, because <laughs> like, we used to have squirrels in Hyde Park, and every time we walked through, it was like, "Don't touch the squirrels. If they bite you, you, you die." Huh. Yeah, right. Yeah. In Hyde Park, London. No, no, in Sydney. No, there's no squirrels in. Yes, there are. Can't... Well, there used to be. I don't know whether there are anymore. Are you sure they're not possums? Oh, maybe. Yeah, I think you're thinking of possums. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're right. No, I think they were squirrels. Uh, maybe you're uh, right. I don't know. As far as I know, there's no squirrels in... Uh, in Australia. In Australia. Yeah, I think oh, you're maybe right. Maybe they were possums. I don't know, whatever, <laughs> they, they kill you. You're not allowed to... They're, well, die. whatever they are, they live in drays. Yeah, okay. Do uh, possums live in drays? Well, that is one of the answers here. So I, yeah, the right. answer to question number seven, which animals make their homes in a nest, home or nest in a dray? The answer is squirrels or possums. Wow, okay. There you go. There you go. All right, question number eight. Created by Soviet software engineer Alexei Pajitnov in 1984, what puzzle video game is played by moving differently shaped and coloured descending pieces? Tetris. Tetris is the answer. Really? That's Russian. No idea. Yeah. I had no idea. No, I had no idea. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I've yeah. never had a connection. He, he was at Pajitnov was inspired by his childhood memories of playing Pentominos, which was a puzzle game with pieces each made up of five squares. Yes. So yes. all differently shaped pieces. Much better, much better than Tetris. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of in the real world. But yeah. he was especially inspired by the difficulty he had in putting the pieces back in their box. It was released to the West in 1986 and became a wild success. But, of course, 
because Pajitnov was from the, from Soviet Russia, he received no royalties. Ah. Oh. That's a bit rough, isn't it? It's very rough. The game also lends its name to the Tetris effect, which is... Do you have any guess as to what is the Tetris effect extreme is? Extreme addiction? <laughs> no, it's not a, not addiction. But yeah. it is when people uh, have played Tetris a lot for a prolonged amount of time oh, yeah. and they find themselves in the real world thinking about way different ways, shapes can fit together, like, such wow. as, you know, boxes and Gosh. buildings right. yes. and kind of going, oh, if I move that way, that way, that could slot in there and things like that. You must so it is a sort of after effect of addiction, I guess. Yeah. So, like, what when my wife packs a suitcase, like, is that the Tetris effect? Like, where everything's just, like, yeah. ridiculously packed? Yeah. yeah. Is, she, is she a good packer? She's a good, she's a great packer, yeah. She's, she's yeah. good. Annoying to watch. Like, annoying Is to watch. Is she good at Tetris? She, I don't know. I've never made this, this, um, you should, yeah. this connection. You should get her on the, te- yeah. on the competitive Tetris. Mm. Yes. Yep. I, I'm like that when packing the car for a holiday. I'm the one that goes, oh, if that, if yeah. that suitcase goes that way and yeah. that box of whatever. And, mm. Yeah. Yeah, and then you, you get, the, L, get the, L, the L-shaped suitcase comes along. You're yeah. like, fuck, well, I keep waiting for, Just, yeah. waiting for the T-shaped one. Yeah. Going, oh. Yeah. Don't you hate those T-shaped suitcases? They're so so annoying. <laughs> All right. Question number nine. Here we go with another sort of related question, I guess. Mathematics. Are the angles of an isosceles triangle all of different measures? No. Correct. <laughs> That's a very, yeah. very quick one. The definition um, of an isosceles triangle being that Two sides are equal on the at least two sides are equal, therefore they're not all unequal. Yeah, yeah. But, but thank you for yeah. doing the uh, explanation. Rejoined for me. it. I, yeah. yeah, and moving right along to the final question, question number ten: Name the leader of the Australian Greens. Well, Adam. Ah, oh, well, Adam Baird. Yeah. Adam Baird is the right answer. There, the, uh, again, playing right into your strengths. Uh, does yeah. Adam Bant feature in the um, in oh, your yeah. show, The War he, on Twenty Twenty Two? It does actually. There's, there's a very there's a very good a very good joke about Adam Bant, but um, you'll have to come along to the show to see it. Oh come on! Well, it's, no. it, there's a lot of setup, you know. <laughs> What, well, what was? But can you remind well, no, look, me what why was don't we notable set it up? about? We'll set it up, and, and James can do. I'll set it up, and then James okay. can do the sort of thing. Which is, I don't know whether you remember, but Lydia Thorpe, uh, who was actually, I think, deputy leader of the Greens in the Senate, uh, got into trouble a few weeks ago and actually resigned her sort of party positions um, over the fact that she had had a brief relationship with a bikey, the head of a bikey game, the Comanchero. Yes, yeah. Comanchero. Yeah. But I think Adam Bant was very supportive of Lydia, wasn't he? He, he was very well, supportive, but, it, but yeah. he sort of ruled out. Well, he, well Lydia, <laughs> we've absolutely mangled this. Lydia <laughs> kind of assured the parliament that, um, that there was no influence from the bikey gangs on the Greens. And, and this was backed up by the Greens leader, Adam Mad Dog Bant. <laughs> it, it's a visual gag We've got this beautiful visual yeah, um, Of Adam Band Dressed up as a bikey With, bikey. A, with the tats It's, it's fantastic <laughs> It's good 
It's very good. <laughs> works um, well on radio. It works works very well on a podcast. Um, well, yes. Yes. Th- thank you for for indulging me and uh, and and delivering that bit from your show. I'm sure it's not the only funny bit about the Greens. And uh, no, or, no, it's or not. Any of the political parties in Australia, I'm I'm sure you stick the boot in left, right, and centre on on political parties and political figures. Yes, literally left, right, and centre. Yes. Uh, yeah. Can you tell me how can my listeners get tickets to your shows? The easiest way is to go to chaser.com.au/live, uh, or if you prefer the shovel, you can go to theshovel.com.au/live, and yeah, and then all the ticket links are there. But if you live in Melbourne, you can't get tickets anymore. If you live in Melbourne, come to Wollongong. Um, (laughs) Get in the car. The next closest. (laughs) Lots lots of tickets available to Wollongong. Adelaide's Adelaide's probably closer than Wollongong. I don't know. But, yeah, there's plenty of other cities. Wow. So you've already sold out in Melbourne. Melbourne. And there's, I think, pretty much everywhere there's a few tickets left. But it, it will start to sell out this week. So if you want us to come and see it, get in there now. Excellent. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for doing the quiz. Congratulations on doing so well. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Thank you. And good luck with the show. Thanks so much. Thank you. That was very very trivial. (laughs) Brilliant. That's the quiz for another week. Thanks for listening. Thank you to Charles Firth and James Schleffel for being my guests. There's a link to get tickets to the war on 2022 in the show notes. Thanks to Cindy McDonald for writing the quiz. My name's John Leary, and I'll have more questions for you same time next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.